You know that it's possible to take control over every thought you have. Gosh, I'm puffed. I just walked to the car from my bedroom. Should not be puffed. Worked mowing lawns for four hours today and I didn't get puffed. Anyway, we can take control over every thought that we have. Every single one. Jesus says in Philippians 4, well, the Bible says, but that is Jesus saying, you know, says in Philippians chapter 4 to fix your thoughts on that which is good, pure and honorable and worthy of praise, you know, all those kind of things. Philippians 4, 8. It's got that list there. He wouldn't have told us to fix our thoughts if it wasn't possible. And yet we talk about the thoughts that we have as though they are this elusive, impossible to control type of thing that we are, we are subject to and that we are victims of almost. We actually talk about the thought life as though it's this thing that is going on that we are a victim to. On one hand, we, we tell each other to, you know, like, you know, not sin, blah, blah, blah. We go on that kind of tangent. But then at the same time, we say we're sinners and we're the victims to the flesh and we can't control it, all that kind of stuff. Like, it's this, it, these, you know, two lines of, of thinking that are totally contrary to one another. And, uh, It's just not the case. We can take control over every thought that we have. Any thought that comes into our mind that is not of God, we can control in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, every thought that you have in your mind that is not of God is not from you. It is demonic every time. Or if you look at Romans 7 and uh, Genesis chapter 4, you could call it uh, the broadcast of sin, the sin entity in the world, so to speak, where sin is in itself uh, seemingly not a person, but it is somewhat alive, right? Like Rome, uh, Paul talks in Romans 7 about sin being alive in him. And uh, Paul, sorry, God, not Paul, God says to Cain in Genesis chapter 4 to watch out because sin crouches at the door. It talks about sin as though it has its own kind of capacity to engage with people. So whether you want to call it demonic or whether you want to call it sin itself, the entity of sin, um, I think that, to be honest, most of the uh, obsessive and comp you know the, the compulsion of the thoughts that we have, especially in particular so-called struggles, is, is of demonic origin. But whatever you want to call it, we can take authority over it in Jesus' name and cast it down. It says in 2 Corinthians 10 that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, for casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and for bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. That's what it says. So... If we couldn't take every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, then it wouldn't say that we can. And if it says that we can, then how dare we ever act like we are victims to our own thought life or that we are victims to so-called struggles of sin? Because realistically, that's not a thing. If you 
have the capacity in God, and I'll talk briefly in a moment about how we can do that, but if you have the capacity in God to bring every thought into captivity, then, and, and the only thing in your whole life that you can change is your mind. You can never change your behavior. You can't change it. You can only change your mind, and that will lead to changed behavior. And that's why knowledge, in all you get, get understanding, right? And all you get, get understanding, because understanding is knowledge, and, and knowledge leads to the changing of the mind, and the changing of the mind leads to the change in, changing of behavior, and that's what repentance is. It's conforming the way you are thinking to the way that God thinks, changing your mind to think like Him. And if the only thing that we can change is our mind, then if we can take every thought into captivity, there is no such thing as the struggle with sin. It doesn't exist. And Romans 6, 6 says that too. We are no longer slaves to sin. The old carnal man is dead. And Jesus is alive in us. And we have the ability to take every thought into captivity. And uh, that book that I was reading by K.A. Schneider talks about the method that he suggests not the only method, but a method that he suggests is effective in taking every thought into captivity, into obedience to Christ. But the, the means of fixing your thoughts on that which is good. And submitting to God, resisting the devil that he might flee, right? All of these things, they tie together. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. John 8, 32. And in the part just before that, he says, those of you who continue in my word, uh, will be my disciples and you shall know the truth. So when we continue in obedience to his word, we will see that it is true because of the effects that it produces in our lives and that will be the experience of freedom. That is what Jesus is talking about in John 8 in that section. And it is actually in the context of freedom from sin, as you'll see if you read um, that section there and the way that the Pharisees respond. But the way that Schneider suggests as a, a method, and I'll suggest the same method because I've been implementing it and it has been revolutionizing my life, man. He says that every time a thought comes that is contrary to what you know to be the thoughts of Christ, identify it as a demonic thought or of, of demonic origin. And, you know, whether you want to call it from sin or whether you want to call it from a demon it doesn't matter it's from a demonic origin because everything that opposes God is demonic so every thought that comes into your mind and I'm not saying that they come from you but every thought that comes into your mind that challenges the truth and that challenges the word of God is of a demonic origin so treat it as such and what Schneider says is to just say the simple phrase and it's not a spell it is it is prayer and it is actually obeying a commandment of Christ. But the phrase that he uses is, I reject you, Satan. Get out of my mind right now in Jesus' name. Simple as that. He uses the word reject instead of the word rebuke because people don't really tend to know what the word rebuke means apart from a Christian context. And even then, the definition seems to be lost on a lot of people, right? But the word reject is easy to understand. You are rejecting 
Satan, or Satan meaning uh, the adversary, right? So Satan doesn't just mean the devil, it means all demons, it means anything opposing God. The Satan, a Satan, you know, it's all interchangeable. So I reject you, Satan, get out of my mind in Jesus' name. Just as simple as that, every time a thought comes to you, say that. Or say something similar on those, similar, you know, just on those lines, right? Uh, I rebuke you, Satan. Get out of me in Jesus' name. I rebuke you, Satan. Stop afflicting me right now in the name of Jesus. I reject you, Satan. Get off me. You know, it doesn't really, the exact specifics of it are not going to make a huge difference because the practical outworking is the same. You are casting off the demonic affliction. And if you, especially if you have incessant reoccurring thoughts about things that are just absolutely foul or are innately evil or are self-destructive suicidal thoughts for example never from a person they're always demonic every time um, thoughts of incessant lust all addictions all these kind of things right they're they are compulsive they are very much against the will of the person that is having these thoughts they're of demonic origin. Treat it as such. In Jesus' name. Let the weapons of your warfare be strong. Fix your thoughts on what is good. And uh, on the flip side of that statement is to replace the thought that you were having with a thought of truth. So... If your mind is just rampant with lustful thoughts, in Jesus' name, Satan, I reject you. Get out of my mind. Father, thank you that I'm pure. Thank you that I'm holy as you are holy, in Jesus' name. You know, it's this basic scripture, basic truth. Say it to God in awareness of God. That is a weapon of your warfare, and it will absolutely radicalize your mind for the gospel. You will be free of demonic thought patterns, demonic everything man because the way you think is what dictates who you are you are no greater than your thought life Mark Sheck is walking by I do these um, podcasts at like midnight in my car and um, sometimes people walk by <laughs> kind of lose my train of thought Anyway, nobody is greater than their thought life, right? Your thoughts actually, ironically, do define you, even though we are defined by God, right? But it's only the degree to which we understand who we are in God that we will be able to walk out that reality. So in that sense, they actually do define us. The degree to which you know that you are like Christ and how to operate in the realm of Christ is the degree to which you will walk like him. I reject you, Satan. Get out of my mind right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God, that I love my brother. Thank you, Father, that I do not want to hurt any human being and that I would lay down everything for those around me. That no greater love has any man than this than to lay down his life for his friend. Offense has no place in the mind of a Christian. We are able to take every thought into captivity. If you have depression, if you have anxiety, if you have discouragement, 
whatever the thought is. Everyone who hasn't been trained in these types of things is going to have a line like that. Going to have a, a line of thinking that is ungodly. Not everyone in the world does. There are people out there who are just like Jesus. There are people out there who live like Christ because Christ lives in them and they are well in tune with the Spirit of God and, and, and with the weapons of their warfare and in taking authority over the demonic and in, and in surrendering to God. The weapons of our warfare are mighty in Him. Amen.